My name is Nick Wagner Sr., and I am the creator of the Full Potential Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Full Potential Podcast, and I'm thrilled to be with Tony Kanyas, and I told him I'd say his name right, so I made sure I practiced that a few times before I said it. So, Tony, thanks for making time to meet with us. I'm, I'm more than happy to be here. And for those of you that, that don't know Tony, so I, I actually connected with Tony on, on LinkedIn. He has an unbelievable uh, profile, and it's, it's, I think it's really fascinating, Tony, your career and everything that you've done. But before we jump into all that, I want to ask you a, a, a really simple question. What do all the letters after your name mean in your LinkedIn profile? <laughs> uh, so only once has that has that been asked before, and it, it was at, at the uh, at, at the uh, nationwide insurance radio show, uh, and we went through them one by one. It took like like fifteen minutes. Uh, basically, it's it's all insurance designations. Uh, the biggest one is CPCU, which is a Chartered Property Casualty Underwriter, uh, and then on top of that one, I have I have nine others. So, they're, so that, they're that, all... that is a lot of letters. It's, it's very impressive. So, and then, and then MBA, cause you have your MBA in there as well. It looks like. Yeah. So no, I just, I just thought I, I I've never interviewed someone with, with that many letters after their name. So kudos to you. And I just, I wanted to make sure we started off with that. And, and, but, but, but again, you know, all jokes aside, Tony has an extremely interesting career, which we're going to hear about. And I'll just, I'll give, I'll, I'll just give a, a, like a quick introduction based off your LinkedIn profile and then have you kind of, dive a little bit deeper if you don't mind but there's a lot of things we want to unpack here tony so it says client advisor at the jacobson group talent matchmaker pnc insurance nerd best-selling author speaker and then the 15k plus is i believe how many followers you have on linkedin correct so, that is which is a lot of followers so congrats to you so take us why don't we why don't we do this if you can share with everyone you know What's what's the you know what's the main thing you do on a day to day basis from uh from like your 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 full time job perspective, and then what are these things are, would you say, in addition to? Okay, so so my my day job has changed a lot, and and I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll talk about it, um uh, and uh, I find myself really in kind of a dream position, uh basically I, I work for the oldest and largest executive search and staffing firm doing nothing but insurance. And uh, that's, that's a dream job because for them, me being very visible in the industry is, is, is a plus. There's a lot of synergy between what I do outside of, of, of my Jacobson job and inside my Jacobson job. So, so within my Jacobson job, I'm basically on the marketing side. Uh, I help market a product or a service rather that we call subject matter expert service. Uh, which is very unique in the industry. So, so we provide uh, experienced insurance people for temporary projects at any level, all the way from, from the sea level, all the way to from, from the boardroom to the back room and in every part of insurance. So the really cool thing about, about this service, not only is it incredibly flexible, is most people don't know about it. Most insurance leaders don't know about it. So basically I'm part of, of, of a team whose job it is to get the word out about this service. See, you live, breathe in insurance at the Jacobson Group in what we most would consider your day job. And then everything you do, as far as extracurricular goes, all kind of ties into what you do every day. It, it, it's also insurance, yes. And, and it, actually, it actually happened the other way. All of the, all of the extracurricular stuff that I've done led me to the, cur- to, 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 to the company, uh, which is a perfect match for for somebody like myself who is just madly in love and and completely addicted to the insurance. So industry. I want to pause there because what you just said, 
I think is going to fascinate a lot of people, a lot of my listeners. And I want to ask you, were, were you, were you was this always something that you thought you wanted to do? It was no, and, and you laugh, but but yeah. you know, I ask a lot of my guests yeah. that question. You know, we have some uh-huh. people like, yeah, I wanted to be an entrepreneur my whole life. Like, did you want to be insurance mm-hmm. since you were a little kid, or no? no okay, no, and 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 that's the funny thing about our industry, and it just so happens that you you also work in insurance. Uh, but that's the funny thing about 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 insurance is nobody grows up wanting to work in insurance. I, I've asked huge rooms of insurance professionals. Raise your hand if, if you grew up dreaming of working in insurance. Nobody. Uh, if, if anybody does raise their hand, it's because their dad was an right. agent uh, and like had a family it. connection. Um, yeah, ex- exactly. But but it's very very uh, we we as an industry we do a really awful job when it comes to 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 encouraging people to to really marketing the career. We do a really awful job, and uh, it's something that that we're paying for, and and it's it's one of the reasons I, I got so into it. Uh, I, I, I saw an op, uh, an opening, so something that, that needed to be done and, and, and just wasn't being done. And I figured, why not do it? So I, I look at, you know, I look at your, your work history. It looks like you've been insurance. You've been in the insurance industry for, for many, many years at this point, you know, a couple different, you know, different companies doing different things in the insurance industry. Uh, more than a couple. <laughs> when did, when did this become, when did it go from, being a job, right? Having it, being in, the, being in the insurance industry as a job, as a career to make like more of a passion for you, because, you know, I I've seen, you know, a lot of obviously what you post on LinkedIn, you've got books, you've mm. got a podcast, you've got a website. It's, it's not, you know, how did that evolution happen to go from job to passion? What, what changed? So, so basically uh, I always liked it from the moment I started. So, I, so I've got – this is my 10th year in, in the insurance industry. I'm 36. Uh, so, so I graduated from college with a degree in management information systems. And uh, I, I started working in transportation, transportation logistics, for the simple reason that they were the one company that was willing to sponsor me for a work okay. visa because I, I, I wasn't born in the States. I came here with a student, with a, with a student visa. So it's very hard to get sponsorship. So I got sponsored for, from a transportation company. And the experience was pretty much awful. I, I was there for, for about three years, but but uh, it's it's such a uh, it's such a type A industry. Everything is always your fault. Everybody's yelling at you. Uh, it, it's it's just and, and it's very flat. There's no there's nowhere to grow. Uh, I reported to a VP who reported to the company owner. There really wasn't much places to, to go. Uh, so so then I, I got downsized in 2009 when the economy crashed, and within a month I landed in insurance. I, I was living in Des Moines, Iowa which is one of the insurance capitals of the country, probably the second or third biggest insurance capital in the country. And so I landed in a call center within the insurance world at Farm Bureau of Iowa. And it's a call center job. So right, call center jobs are not the best jobs in the world. Um, But compared to transportation, it had many advantages. It had better hours. It had a true path to grow. And it had this great orientation program where they taught us how important insurance is for the economy and how to grow within insurance. And it turned out that the how to grow with insurance piece had a lot to do with, with hey, they literally sold it like this. If, 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 you, if, if you're willing to be a part-time student, you will pay for that extra education. All you need to do is take the tests and, and uh, you'll, uh, you'll grow, right? And, so and they invest, they, they invest than, in you, that's great. Exactly. No, not only did they invest in, in the case of Farm Bureau, they, they made it a requirement. 
They, they literally said, even though this is a call center, we only want you to be here for a couple of years. And during that time, we want you to get your AIC and your AINS, which are two basic designations, associated in claims and associated in general insurance. And uh, if you don't do those, you're out. But if you do those, there's a great growth path here. Uh, so so I, I did those. And very quickly, it, it turned into a better job at, uh, at Nationwide, at a bigger company, same city. And uh, that's, that's kind of what did it in that that really, like, it showed me very quickly that there was a, a big path to grow. And then I landed at Nationwide and, and uh, following the great advice that, that Farm Bureau had given me, I got my CPCU, which is uh, kind of a master's in insurance. And uh, I became involved with CPCU Society, both locally in, in Iowa, which is a really big chapter, and nationally. And very quickly found out through, through, through that side that insurance has this huge talent, talent crisis, basically. Kids don't, kids don't want to work in insurance, and we're a very old industry. People are retiring, and we need talent. So, so, so seeing that kind of cemented the idea of, of, wow, I can really grow here because there's not a lot of competition. And, uh, and not only grow, but make a difference, too. Ex- exactly. exactly. And, and the industry makes a difference. That is what we do. Uh, my first job in insurance was helping people get back on their feet after, after a claim and, and after they had a, an accident or, or they had a fire in their home or something like that. And so I got, I got, I got to literally investigate the claim and then print and mail the check. So it was a very rewarding job. Um, and the combination of those two is, is really what got me. And, and uh, at, at, uh, at the Nationwide, I saw something really interesting, which was legions of, of young professionals uh, with a college degree stuck in a call center. And it was, it was just the time, right? We're talking 2011, 2012, 2010, 2011, there, 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 were no, there were no jobs. So tons of young insurance professionals stuck in, 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 a, in a call center and desperate to grow and with no idea how to grow. And so I figured that I would share the, 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 the nuggets of wisdom that I was finding along the way and that, that I, I would share them with, with, with those kids. So, so I, started, I started doing that by joining the Nationwide Young Professional Group. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was received very well. And then when, when, when I left Nationwide, for an opportunity at a different carrier, I wanted to continue doing that work, and that's what led to insurance nerds. Yeah, so let, why, don't we, why don't we pause there? So, and, and for all my listeners, we'll make sure to link to insurance nerds, the website, Tony's website, uh, in, in, the, in the description of the podcast so everyone can go check it out and, 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 and really dive deep. There's a lot of great information on the website, including you know, your own podcast, where you interview a lot of different great, uh, great, great people and, and leaders from the insurance industry, uh, but also articles and, you know, conferences and, and books and all sorts of resources. So, so obviously when you started insurance nerds, and I think you said it was 2014, you started that there was, mm-hmm. you didn't have all this content. So you're, you're almost what, you're a little over four years into insurance nerds. Like how did the website start out? What was your original goal of the website? And how is it, how has it kind of changed? So, so the original goal was to help, young insurance professionals grow with an insurance and yeah, give them the tools to and grow. you just, and you and gave it, it all say started it just based off of your experiences. You know, you've, you've worked in insurance now for about five years. You've seen all the opportunity. 
you've seen all the, you know, the, the need for talent and you're just like, I'm just going to go create this and try to help people. Basically. And, and there was no grand vision. There, there really wasn't. I had no idea where it was going. It literally It's started, funny how that works, isn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. What well, one day dur- dur- during training at, at American Modern, I, I was taking notes of the training and all of a sudden I, I, I it just came to me this idea of, of the, the 10 commandments for the young insurance professional. And I just wrote them. Right. And then I, I, I bounced them off of a few people that I trusted and, and they gave me some feedback and everybody thought that they were good. So I went down and I posted them on, 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 on Facebook as, as, as a note and I posted them on, on LinkedIn as, a, as an article. And that was the first article. And uh, really, there was, there was no vision of, of how often we'd post or, or, or nothing other than what kind of things will help young insurance professionals. And, and little by little, uh, figured out that, that, that uh, there was a second part to the problem, which was management had no idea how to engage young professionals. So, so yeah, I, I could help the young professional grow. But if management has no idea how to engage them, we're just going to keep losing them anyway. So we, st- so we started blogging about that side. Uh, and, and, uh, and then technology started having a huge effect in insurance. Um, and and uh, so this whole insure tech thing was born and $5 billion of investment have happened on that side. And it's, it's really kind of disrupting the industry. So we started blogging about that too. And, and it, it just kind of grew from there. And, and little by little, we started picking up fans and little by little we started picking up guest authors um and, and then I, a friend that i had met a couple of times called me and said you guys really need a podcast and and, and i said i have no idea how to, <laughs> how to do that and, and and he said no i i i have no idea either but i'll figure it out and he did so he took over the podcast and 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 then um i i started at some point in there I started uh, public speaking uh, at an insurance conference. I, I started giving a, a session on millennials and insurance. And the first time I gave it, it bombed. It bombed awful. I mean, the, the first time I gave it, there, there are just no words to how bad it was. I had hecklers. No way. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't get through all my slides. It was just awful. And, and uh, the same organization had already approved me to give the same session Again, six months later at the bigger conference, I thought they would pull the plug on the big, on the bigger conference because I gave this at a, at a small right. conference. And uh, so basically, I go into the bigger conference six months later, and that morning, I decide to completely redo the presentation from head to toe and get rid of all the graphs, get rid of all the numbers, and, and really focus on stories and, because stories are memorable. Absolutely. Numbers yeah. are not. So, so I redo the whole thing. The, mor- the morning and, of and the conference. The morning and how many people yeah, were you speaking to? Uh, well, potentially a few hundred. Okay. Uh, I, I had no idea. The conference has, let's say, four or 5,000 people there. There's multiple sessions at the same time. I had no idea how many would show up. Uh, it ended up being like four or 500. They had to pull, bring in extra chairs. <laughs> uh, so it was gigantic. And I, I love public speaking, but I had obviously never spoke to a group that size. So, so I, I, get, I, get, I get up there to give my session, and I am wearing a, a full suit, and I'm wearing a Superman shirt underneath my, my button-down shirt. Last second, uh, when, when, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes before people started walking in to, 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 the, uh, to, to the conference room, uh, or to the auditorium, rather, I decided, you know what? Go big or go home. I took off my button-down shirt, 
and basically just kept the Superman shirt, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the coat jacket, the coat pants, and, and, and shoes. Uh, and I, I figured they'll either love it or they'll hate it. And they loved it. It really worked for, for, for the, how the presentation was. It was fantastic. Uh, and it, it launched my public speaking career. Um, so I, 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 people that saw it at that conference invited me to give it somewhere else. And then people who saw it somewhere else invited me to give it somewhere else. And it's really funny. It takes a lot of time. But, uh, and I was still full-time working for insurance carriers. I moved around different insurance carriers and, and different states um, growing along the way. And I kept, I kept taking vacation time to do my presentation. And then uh, one day, uh, my girlfriend came home, and, and she's also in the industry, and, and she commented how it was time to dig deeper, uh, and it was time to, to turn the presentation into a book. Uh, and so I did. Uh, she, uh, she helped with it a lot. Um, and uh, so basically, I had five years' worth of research on millennials insurance, I sat down and put it all together uh, in, into a book that ended up coming out in the uh, middle of, tw- of 2017 called uh, Insuring Tomorrow, Engaging Millennials in the Insurance Industry. Um, I didn't want to go to a traditional publisher because uh, for a niche audience like, like insurance professionals, the, a traditional publisher really can't do much for you. You're going to have to market it yourself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So in order, in order to do it quickly and to have full credit control, uh, insurance and urge my blog became a tiny publisher and uh, we self-published it. And uh, so we got insurance as a publisher. We, we were licensed as a publisher, basically, uh, as a tiny publisher. The book came out and uh, my, my life got twisted upside down, basically. It, it was much bigger than I expected, sold many more copies than I expected. All of a sudden, I was getting 20 invites to speak a year and it, it became impossible to continue working full-time uh, as, a, as a carrier employee uh, while doing all that stuff. Uh, so I, I got very, very lucky. Uh, Greg Jacobson is, is the co-CEO of the Jacobson Group. His, his dad founded the company and him and his brother run it. He, uh, I quoted him in the book and I sent him a copy when it came out and we started a conversation which, which six months later led to him hiring me. Uh, so that's how I ended up at, at Jacobson. And uh, I think I, I kind of went a long way around the question, but but so look at insurance starts today, and I almost never write myself. We have a we have a fantastic chief editor. Uh, her name is Taryn, who has a team of of volunteer editors, and th- and they're all volunteers who edit the articles. We have a giant roster of of insurance people who who submit articles. And the thing almost runs itself. At this point, I'm more the face of it than anything else. And I, I help market it. Uh, and we also have a, uh, we, we've, we've now published three books, two of, two of which have for, are for, for written by other authors. Uh, and uh, we are starting to make big changes in the industry. We're, 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 we're starting to get lots of attention and we, we reach lots of leaders within, within the industry and our ideas are starting to get taken seriously. Uh, I even ha- had a company here in Ohio invite me to, 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 to spend a day with them. And they showed me how they're implementing a lot of the ideas that I wrote about in the book. That, that's uh, which really is awesome cool. Because... No, and, and I was looking at it, some of the, the stats you have on, mm-hmm. on, on the website. So it says, you know, five new articles a week, 450 articles and podcasts, you know, in total 18,000 monthly readers. I mean, that, that's, those are fantastic numbers, especially for something that you literally just started, you know, as a thought, right. In a, in a orientation class, 
uh, with one article, right? So I think it's it's amazing how how much it's grown. And and it runs on basically zero budget. Like we we've never really had a, a business model behind it. We've really never had a revenue plan behind it. Uh, and and uh, yeah, it just keeps growing. And and more and more, it used to be I would go to conferences and I would hand them my card and, and say, hey, I run this crazy thing called insurance search. Nowadays, I go to conferences and people recognize me, uh, and they tell me what big fans they are. That's an awesome it, story. Yeah, and, and, and we have our own conference now. Oh, I'm I particularly proud of that. Yeah, I'm particularly proud of that because for years, I, we had this crazy idea of a TED-style uh, conference dedicated to insurance. So, so short, 7 to 15-minute speeches, very motivational, dedicated to insurance. And I wanted to do it in a central location and do it cheaply so that young insurance professionals who didn't have uh, company support could go, I don't know, Saturday, so that they didn't have to take a vacation day. And we partner up last year with Gamma Iota Sigma, which is the, the insurance risk management and, and insurance and risk management fraternity, uh, because there is such a thing as, as, as risk management and insurance major in some schools, in a few schools. So they have a fraternity. Uh, and so we partnered with them and, and they allowed us to, 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 to take over the, the content for the last day of the conference, of their conference, and to sell tickets for that day. Uh, and uh, we had our very first go in Chicago, and it, it went fantastic. And we're doing it again this year in in uh, in Dallas. Uh, so at this point, we we are a thing. We're we're like a pretty big thing for how it really was like literally just a crazy idea. But so I, a couple things. So do you have uh, a date yet for the conference, or not yet? Oh, I don't think the date's out. It's in the fall sometime, okay. uh, but I, I don't think the exact date has been published or at least i i don't have a top of mind but yeah it'll be in september uh the the, the information is always at insurancenerdsday.com awesome. okay so so yeah if anybody's interested they can definitely find the information there once it goes live no, and i think i think it's it's fantastic you guys have a, have a conference now and what, what i love is that you you the, the genesis of this entire thing was really you just trying to help right and you saw a need you were like wow i can really make a difference here and you went out and did it and you mentioned that you guys do it on basically no budget. Well, I think the reality is it sounds like you have a lot of great volunteers that, that want to help uh, and, and help, help make this thing successful. And I think when you have a lot of passionate people uh, around one topic, you know, you get success, right? And I think that's what you guys are seeing. So, you know. So it, it's, it's really interesting. It, it took me years to identify a few other insurance nerds out there, a few other, other people who had fallen in love with the industry and who wanted to make a difference. And then after I identified a few, they started identifying others. And then all of a sudden you hit kind of an exponential curve. And so all of a sudden we've, we've now got 800 people that, that are uh, active on our Slack channel, which is kind of our private community wow. where, where we nerd out about insurance. And they're, all, they're literally all over the world. It blows my mind. Uh, they are uh, in 16 time zones out of the 24 time zones in the world. Uh, so it, it really is, is crazy. Uh, and yeah, like you said, it all, it all started because I, because I wanted to, 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 I wanted a resource. I wanted to create a resource that didn't exist when I started. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it just resonated with enough people and, and it's grow it's grown beyond my wildest dreams. You clearly, you clearly found a need in a, in a market that was not being served. Right. I mean, that, that's, that's basically what you found. So I want, I want to ask a follow-up question to, a couple of things you, you highlighted. So if, if we go back to 
you know, when you were in college, you, you went to school for MIS. And I think a lot of people might not know management <laughs> information systems is it's part, part business, part IT is the best way to describe it. I have the same degree, so I totally get it. But a lot of people don't really know that, that degree, right? It's not like it's, it's a computer so science I, I, degree. Before you said you had the same degree, I was about to say it's it's basically the computer science failouts. So it's funny like, you say those that of because, us who can't cut the math. I, I was a computer science major <laughs> my freshman year at the University of Connecticut and decided I think this is too technical for me. Didn't even know MIS uh-huh. existed until someone told me, and I'm like, this is amazing. And it, I, I honestly think it, it really is a great major, and a lot of people don't know about it. It it, it really because, is yes. I, because I, you I get agree. the bo- the best of both worlds, but. Correct. And, uh, but yeah, that's exactly how it went for me. I, I, I grew up dreaming of studying computer science. Then I get to college at Iowa State, and it turns out I can't do the math. The math is way over my head. It's just never going to happen. I tried Calc 1 like six times and never got through it. Uh, so so, so, uh, so you, you, you read so, yeah. my mind of where I was going. So I wanted to ask you, because you went to school for MIS, what did you want to be growing up? Like when, when, when it was little Tony growing up, what did you want to be? I wanted to be a programmer, Got basically. Okay. I, I wanted to, to work with computers and make them do what I wanted them to do. And, and computer science seemed like, seemed like like the best way to do it. Uh, you know, program video games or something along the lines, like, like, like just be a programmer. And it's really funny because that job got a lot cooler years later once we went to the whole smartphone thing and, and, and the whole app thing. Now it's a really fun job. Back when I, when I went to school, it was like mainframe, mainframes, and like the only way to make a living with 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 programming was, was go and program COBOL for a corporation. Right, yeah, or, it's, it's or funny write, how things go change. program so, somebody else's stuff. There, there was there, it was very hard to 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 make a living programming what you wanted to program. Yeah, no, no, and now I, yeah, that, and now everyone wants to be a, 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 a exactly a, a software engineer. I hear you. Exactly, exactly. So, 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 but I'm very happy the way it worked out. Uh, if I could do it again, I, I would go to a different school. I, I love Iowa State, but, but I would, knowing what I know now, I would major in risk management and insurance, which Iowa State doesn't yeah. have. So I would, pro- I would probably go to Temple or St. John or, or Florida State, one of the, one of the big RMI schools, and I would major in that. And I would, I would, I would be five years ahead in my career <laughs> from the month I started. Now, the funny thing is, if I had been five years ahead in my career, I might never have seen the bottom. I might never have seen the call center, and I might never have thought, "Hey, there's a need no, here." That, 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 need that could have been a transformative experience for me. I think I think that's 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 good insight. That you mentioned, you know, that was that was really an entry level role for the insurance industry, but you learned an immense amount starting at that point, and and kind of growing up through the insurance through the insurance world, if you will. So uh, you're probably right. You, you you might not have been where you are today if you had gone to school for for something insurance related to begin with. Yeah, so it's it's funny. I would have started higher up in the chain, exactly. but I would probably be just a corporate employee, uh, as as opposed to having the chance to 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 affect change in the whole industry, which which you're clearly doing. So, and, and, I want which I'm passionate I wanna about. I want to hear. I want to hear your two minute pitch to millennials because you wrote a book on it, and then Gen Z, the generation behind the millennials. Why would you want to get a job if if you're you know a young professional at this point in the insurance industry? It's it, for both Gen Zers and Millennials. It's it's very very simple. We have a stable career, which is big for for Gen Zers, where where we're doing good things for the world. Even though nobody will believe that you are, but but eventually you'll see that you're doing positive things for the world, which is important for Millennials. And there is immense growth opportunity 
which is which is important for both generations. And it's super interesting. You will never run out of things to learn. And so it'll never get boring. If, if, you, if, if you get bored at, at your current role in insurance, just find the next one. Go do something different within the industry. There is just an immense variety of things to do. Yeah, I think, variety is, I think variety is a good word. There's so many different types of insurance and so many different companies and so many different, different things, to your point, products that, that you can learn and, and you know, um, licenses and certifications you can get that you're 100% right. There's just, it's just, it's just a, a huge array it's, of opportunities. It's unending. It's unending. And as opposed to finance or to management consulting or some of the more popular careers, uh, it, it, it won't kill you. <laughs> like we, most of us don't work 60 hours a week. And uh, it, the industry doesn't chew through people. People stay forever. So you can make a difference. There's a lot of variety. There's a lot of opportunity to grow. You get good work-life balance. Those all sound like, you know, really, really great reasons to, to, to look, look into a career path. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really, it is a fantastic career. And we just do a horrible job of marketing it, which if you, if you think Moneyball, uh, it's a great career to go into, basically, because it's, it's, it's not, not enough people know about it when it really is a great career. That's an, that's an interesting comment, considering just how many you know, companies and employees are in the industry. Um, it's interesting that you say that. So, but I mean, you would know, I mean, you're, you're, you're out there doing this every day and, and trying to, trying to educate people. Close with this. Uh, so first, thank you. Fantastic story. I, I think uh, it really it kind of just completely interesting how it wasn't even, you had, you didn't have even have a plan to become a public speaker or, you know, this visionary in the insurance industry. It was, you know, you just happened to get, end up in the insurance industry get a job, thought there was a need and wanted to help. It's just amazing how things happen. But what would be your one piece of your wisdom that you could share with my listeners to help, help them reach their full potential? So what's one thing that Tony has done in your career that you think you'd want other people to know about? So I, I can't do just one, but I'll, I'll do it as quick, as quick as I can. But So I've got basically three. Number one... Sure, that's great. Number one, read. That, that I... I the, I, I like to joke that, that, that the secret to my, to my success is that, that, that I never got cable after college. And so that led to, to not getting a TV and that led to having lots of free time, which I ended up using in getting my MBA and later on in, in, in getting insurance education and just in reading a lot about, about a lot of random different things. Uh, read, it's helped me grow immensely, the, which is why Insurance Nerds has a bookshelf the, where we give recommendations for for young insurance professionals, there's like a hundred books listed there. Number two, network and network both internally and externally, uh, so both within your company and beyond your company, because it's 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 not just about about doing the job, it's about doing the job and making sure that the right people know you're doing the job and and that you're doing it well. Uh, it's an it's an art. Many people do it wrong, uh, but it goes back to the reading thing. There's two great books about it. There is there is. How to Make Friends and Influence People, which is a little dated, and not everybody likes it. And then the, there's also Never Eat Alone, which is much, much more modern, both fantastic advice on how to network. But I, I, every opportunity I've had along the way has come because I networked my way to it. And finally, finally just go for it. What, what I mean by that is, is if, if, you're not try, if, if you're not failing every once in a while, you, you're, not, you're not growing. You, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. 
So push yourself hard enough and just go for it. And, and every once in a while, I fail. So. so. So three great pieces of advice. And I, I think the, the last one, it's probably the one that scares people the most, right? And, and I've talked about this with some, other, some of my other guests. Failure is not something that you hear a lot of during school growing up, right? <laughs> you're, not, you're not encouraged to fail a lot. And everything is, you know, you got to pass this test. You got to get this grade. You got, right. The whole idea of innovation and failure, I feel, and, and I know you said you didn't grow up in the U.S. At least here in the U.S., I don't feel that is truly embraced mm-hmm, in our school system. Yeah. And, but, but to your point, to really, to really grow and innovate and, and maybe take that risk you need, sometimes you're going to fail. And I think, unfortunately, we're all, I think, kind of program to be afraid of failure mm-hmm. but I think, I think that's great advice yeah if, if, if you shoot for the moon you'll hit the stars it's, it's, it's that simple I and, and we didn't have time to talk, to talk about, about my, my failures but but believe me not every job that I took along the way went well uh, there was one that I literally failed out of uh, and, and there was a lot of lessons to be learned from it uh, and but I'll tell you what if I hadn't gone through that I, I, there would be a lot of things I wouldn't know about myself and about the type of work that I should be doing that I am great at. And uh, yeah, I could still be sitting in the call center and never failing, but you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be who you are today. Exactly. Without those failures. Exactly. That's, I think exactly. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. Exactly. So. Failure is, is how you grow and, and it's, it's how you find out what, what your real limits are because otherwise you're, you're, you're playing within imaginary limits, which are probably a lot more constricting than, than the real limits. Well said, well said, sir. So, so again, thank you for making time. We'll make sure we, we include the, the link to insurance nerds uh, in, in the show notes. And then when I share this on social media, we'll make sure we include your website as well. Awesome. What you're doing for the, the insurance community, uh, all these young professionals out there and really giving them, I think a lot of great things to think about and resources and, and uh, we'll have to, we'll have to, um, share when the conference you're planning for 2019 when that date comes out please share it with us so we Fantastic. can make sure we share that with our followers as well and uh i really appreciate you making the time absolutely anytime thank you thank you for listening to the full potential podcast if you'd like to learn more about our movement please visit our website fullpotentialmovement.com you can also find us on social media we have an instagram facebook and a youtube Thank you again, and we hope you come back to hear another episode.